0: Welcome to The Alchemy of Business Show with your host, Steve Rogers. The Alchemy of Business Show is a podcast that mixes practical, actionable business solutions with soulful insights for anyone seeking deeper meaning in their lives and greater success in their work. Steve will be featuring purpose-driven leaders from all walks of life and getting insight into their journeys from failures to triumphs. So tune in to Transition, transform, and evolve in every dimension of your business and life. And now your host of the Alchemy of Business Show, Steve Rogers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alchemy of Business Show. Thank you so much for listening in, whether you're on some uh, earbuds somewhere, listening to this on audio on iTunes, or maybe you're on YouTube or on E360 TV. However you're getting to us visually or audio, we appreciate you being on. Uh, Today on the Alchemy of Business Show, as always, we're talking about making wiser decisions creating more profits in your life and in your business, and also higher purpose and how you can stay focused on your higher purpose. And our guest today really knows how to do all of these and more. Uh, I've known Joshua for many, many years, but Mr. Joshua Earp, who you're about to meet is phenomenal. Joshua is just a great, big-hearted guy with a powerful mind and a soul that just radiates everywhere. But he is an American entrepreneur. He's an investor. He's a keynote speaker. He's a crazy uh, musician, too. I mean, he's a crazy talented musician. He's been featured on ABC, Fox, CBS. Uh, NBS, Netflix, uh, Showtime, Hulu, FX, Amazon Studios, and many more. Um, he's actually and his team have been credited with marketing and publicly for the Bay, a show which was uh, uh, won 15 Emmys. And he regularly speaks at the, some of the largest, biggest, biggest uh, conferences in the world, uh, according to Forbes Inc. 500. And he's also spoken with people like Steve Wozniak, uh, Edward Snowden, and he, his client base is just unbelievable. I mean, some of his client base is Warner Brothers, Disney, National Bank, Coca-Cola, Netflix, all the brands you would know, because they want to get to him about not only his knowledge about an entrepreneurship, but he is a leader in the top of the ranking of SEO leaders in the world who know how to help businesses get to the top of their media campaigns. Uh, he does this uh, search engine optimization for multi-million and billion-dollar companies. He coaches and consults with millionaires and billionaires. Uh, he's been all over magazines and his social media stuff uh, that he does, you will going to see a little bit later in the show, the celebrities that he connects with either in friendship or in business is phenomenal. And Joshua is recognized as also... Uh, rewriting uh, neuroscience as we know it with um, a, a doctor he's going to tell us about. Uh, and uh, Joshua has just been a great friend of mine and, and I want to have him on the show right now and introduce him uh, live. So Joshua, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I really
0: appreciate it. You are welcome. Well, Joshua, uh, the the thing that's always intriguing about you as I said at the beginning of the show is your heart and spirit and your soul because it radiates. But you are a multi-talented entrepreneur, businessman, now, Father, uh, and uh, so how, at such a young age, have you been able to accomplish all of these amazing things? I mean, I was reading through your bio again, reminding myself earlier today when I was prepping for the show, and you know, I spoke a week or two ago and stay in touch. But I'm like, wow, this guy has done so much at such a young age. <laughs> so, so give us the skinny well, on that, dude. How have you yeah. got so successful at such a
1: young age? Yeah, I mean, um, well, I started out young, you know, when I was like eight years old, playing guitar, doing magic which led later into life into mentalism and then hypnosis and then from there business and and how it all correlates and crazy stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, the way I achieved such a high level of success is because really understanding from within, that's what the word intuition means is learning from within. And so what I was able to do is, you know, through the success principles, right? Like Earl Nightingale, one of the And one of my buddies was about to buy, you know, Nightingale Conan, you know, which is like, you know, I asked him, I said, I was like, uh, why are they selling that company? He said, well, it's hard to make money off dead gurus, you know, Mm. (laughs) but, uh, but anyway, Earl Nightingale, right? The father of what you would call modern personal development. He said that, um, you know, with his book, The Strangest Secret and all that, but with success, that it's merely the progressive realization of a worthy idea or goal. And so what I did is I just, you know, read a copy of Think and Grow Rich, ironically enough, when I was young and uh, really embodied it and really took it seriously and um, executed the principles, which he took a lot of that information from The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, which then, you know, Stephen Covey, you know, comes along and also, you know, adds more value into the equation in terms of, you know, the seven habits of highly effective people and Maxwell Malt's psycho cybernetics. And so it's kind of like a, a lineage that you can kind of trace, you know, but it all goes back to the science of getting rich and which really breaks it down to a real science, which I thought was very interesting. But entrepreneurship, you know, it all starts with a vision, um, you know, so so that's what it is. You know?
0: Well, when you were at this young age and you were realizing you were Uh, drawn to Think and Grow Rich and the neuroscience readings. And also, I do want to talk about your unique ability to your uh, being a magician how with, I mean, other kids in the neighborhood that you were running with at the time, I'm sure they weren't all doing that. Like, hey, I want to be reading Naked and Grow Rich. So did you, when did you realize, I mean, eight, nine, 10 years old, when did you realize, okay, wow, I want to do this. I want to learn about this. I want to read about this. And my other buds or gal friends are not like thinking they're too, did it occur to you that you had like this yearning for knowledge and growth that some of your other peers didn't? Or did that uh, not come to light until later in life?
1: Exactly. Knowledge and light. Those are the two magical words, right, for today. Um, Knowledge and light. So, you know, esoterically, light is consciousness, and consciousness is information. And so I was always after a search for light, you know, of information, of higher consciousness. And um, through my studies, um, you know, I've just been able to amass a massive lot of information and use discernment and compare different sources. But yeah, it all comes back to once again, what Napoleon Hill talks about is the burning desire, right? right. Where it all goes back to, and so you just have to have that burning desire. Some people have it, some people don't, but I believe any human can be trained to do anything. They just have to want it bad enough, you know? So, um, I have a lot of people reach out to me, you know, on a lot of, uh, di- you know, on a daily basis cause I've taught, you know, some of the biggest internet marketers in the world and their courses, you know, and,
0: um, yeah, I mean, you've had Frank Kearns, who was like one of the father founders of internet stuff. You've had, uh, Lopez, you've had different people that have reached out to you, but I, I'm always, and I want to come back to that, but I'm so fascinated about you. When I first met you, we met at a conference, um, many years ago and you were, um, just so inquisitive about, um, the speakers that were there, the people that were there, and you asked great questions. And then you and I were going to go for a coffee, and the coffee was going to be like a 15- or quick 20-minute co- coffee. I, oh, yeah, I remember did. that. I gave but, you <laughs> a combo <of> that
1: time.
0: <laughs> Three yeah. hours later, I'm like, whoa, this dude is fascinating, and it's amazing when you meet cool, interesting people. But when, when you were a kid and you were going up, and so you got into – you probably realized at some point you had other these other interests. But I want to t- touch on – the magic piece, because you were talking about science, you were oh, talking yeah. about systems and that all is kind of a common theme of and we're going to get to the SEO stuff, too. But it's interesting that even though magic to those that don't understand magic, like when I'm watching magic tricks, I am one of those people that go, shit, how the hell they do that? Oh, my gosh. But there is a uh, a, a system to musician, uh, to musician, yes, we're going to get to that too. But to magicians, they have to get this this down to a science, and then they have to be a, a showman to make it look really good. So, tell us a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about your ability to learn being a, about magic, and then how did you become uh, a really talented mu- um, magician too? That you use for good. I've seen you do it in front of schools with kids. I've seen you do it with clients, or just you know talking with people. And so, let's <laughs> talk a little bit about you about your magic. Yeah, I mean magic
1: with a K, right? Is like ceremonial, ritualistic magic that's existed for thousands of years. Just like mentalism is an ancient occult science of psychological divination. And so, um, you know, it's funny. I was telling someone last night, what do, when you're, you know, a politician or a world leader and you have all the money in the world, uh, what there's nothing that really excites you. So, what do you what do you go towards? Things like divination, right? Which alchemy is a part of that which is, stems from the word Al which is of Egypt, right? Um, which means black also as well, which will, that opens up a whole nother discussion.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. absolutely. <laughs> but, um,
1: but yeah, so with magic, I mean, I might as well show you because magic back in the day was a similar branch as science was that they, they were two very prevalent branches. Um, but then over time, you know, the elite class, or as I call it, the predatory class, you know, have kind of withheld the information of true magic. Um, And, uh, you know, by discovering these universal laws of hermetic principles, et cetera, et cetera. And so so it's very interesting because science, right, science and magic, right, science, going back to what I said earlier about an entrepreneur, uh, you know, entrepreneurship starts with a vision all the way from Moses's vision of the burning bush down to uh, modern science itself was discovered by a man by the name of Rene Descartes upon, once again, an angelic vision. It all begins from within. And that ties into to how we rewrote neuroscience with Dr. Katsushi Arsaka, the founder of the God Particle, that built the Large Hadron Collider and runs the, the top direct detection of dark matter experiments, such as Xenon, DarkSide, and the Lux Project, out of a laboratory in Sasso, Italy, which dark matter, if you Google it right now, how expensive is dark matter? It's one million trillion 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 per ounce. Wow. And um you can um yeah, I mean, and then maybe we'll show that picture of me with the doctor as well. Uh it's on my Instagram, which I'm sure we might talk about later. But yeah, we will be for anyway, sure. with the magic, let me just show you rather than tell you really quick.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, and as you're and as you're showing to me, try and also uh audio because some people are on audio. So if you're explaining it a little bit, but I do want them to those those that are viewing, and yeah. we also put this show images in the show notes that people can come back and click on later if they want to oh, check yeah. it out. But give us a quick sample because we have about four or five minutes left in this yeah, segment. So
1: this will take two seconds. so yeah, go ahead. Let's have a deck of cards, right? So I'm going to do this effect for you, Steve. Through okay, Zoom. great. Sounds so good. not this card, but I want you to see if you can just peek inside and just see one card. It doesn't matter which one, just visualize it in your head, okay? Did you see the card? Yep. Okay, now what you're going to do is visualize the card. This yep. is not your
0: card, right? Correct, that is not or my you, card. Anything we can envision, once again, vision in our mind, we can hold in our hand physically through manifestation.
1: So as you concentrate on your card, watch what happens.
0: Whoa. He yeah, just took right. that from a king of diamonds was, to a two of spades. This, this is this you were <laughs> thinking of? Yes, it is. That's exactly the but card. Then, look, look.
1: But the crazy part is, is, look, this is the only card that is blue. All the rest are red. So I knew you were going to think of that card before you ever thought of it.
0: That is insane. That is insane. And there's got to be, obviously, magic has this science behind it. So at some point, Joss is going to have to tell me how he did that. And I don't know that I would do it with his artfulness. But that ties right into what you're talking about, entrepreneurship, the skill. So your magic ability as a kid was probably a a great way to attract other like-minded people who were fascinated by what you did. And it also probably allowed you this this uh, thirst for yearning and learning because you obviously had this gene to want to learn and you could probably never learn enough about magic. When <laughs> did you start transitioning that that desire for magic and or music into a business format? Uh, we got about three minutes left, but I want to talk about how this young kid who went from magic into uh, skills about understanding a business side of things. What, what do you consider your first? Young entrepreneurial business that you did was it selling lemonade on the corner for a a, a dollar or was it uh, doing something else in a business standpoint? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. So really, it was the first thing. My first business was a stage hypnosis business. So you know how you go to Las Vegas and you see the guy on the stage hypnotizing people and yeah, you know, doing that. Um. You know that was my first business. That's how I got into marketing. Um. Because. You know, I had to market my stage hypnosis business. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get shows, you know. And I evolved into that. Sometimes there has to be evil, by the way, for us to evolve. But um, but the thing is, though, is uh, the, the reason I am, not involved, but evolved into that is because I started out doing magic when I was young. I, you know, then learned mentalism. And then from there was a natural progression into hypnosis. They're all three very similar performance arts. And I had other friends that were magicians that were also, uh, you know, doing stage hypnosis shows. And and I was very interested in the mind and, you know, all of that. So, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it.
0: Well, we're, we're going to come back at the after the break here and talk to Joshua more about how he's taken magic, mentalism, and his understanding of what really makes things tick into his expertise as being an SEO expert, one of the top in the world of helping businesses and companies create their own magic within their businesses with lead generation to make more money, which is part of also alchemy. It's not just about purpose and higher meaning. That's a big part of it. But it really is about if you don't make profit and – uh stay productive in your businesses. You're not going to thrive. So let's come back and talk more with Joshua uh, and join us after the break, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Thank you. Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business show. We are here talking about wiser decisions, greater profits, higher perfect, Purpose, and also magic. So we've got Joshua Earp here. We were finding out about his uh, background prior to the show, and he was giving us an awesome magic trip. And let, let's roll in from magic here, Joshua, into the art of magic and science, which you were talking about in the first segment, yeah. and how this thirst as a young kid, we talked about Think and Grow Rich, which I want to come back to. But let's talk about how this, um, you, one of the things you do phenomenally well, and, you're, and it's really opened a lot of doors for you, with some of these businesses you work with, celebrities, various things. But this SEO, um, people have heard the word SEO, they use SEO, the search engine optimization, but not everyone understands how to master it and how to really make it work. So let's talk about when you first started putting your foot in the pond of the SEO world, and when did you start realizing you had a different approach or a different way to do what was already being done in the SEO world?
1: Yeah, sounds great. So so yeah, um, hip- Basically, stage hypnosis, as I mentioned, was my first business. Then I had to learn marketing from there. So before I learned SEO, I became an expert at just internet marketing in general. You know, I studied under all the greats, Dan Kennedy, uh, Jay Abraham, you know, uh, which I actually had the, the chance of going to the Emmys with, uh, with no, memorable. Well. I met him terrible. at an event separately. Yeah, Lisa Abraham's her name. Really nice girl. But uh, But I'm just saying, you know, like I've... I've studied under the best people in the world, you know, and when it comes to marketing. And so at a very young age, and I just stuck with it. And I just knew that, like, I had to dedicate my life to something. And so I might as well dedicate my life on the most important piece of getting a business going. Because, you know, 95% of businesses fail, you know, they say, right? Michael Gerber with the e-myth and all that. Mm -hmm. So... You know, but the number one reason why most businesses fail, Steve, as I'm sure you know, is they don't take 20 to 40% of the money they're making and reinvest it back into marketing. And so, therefore, how can they expect to keep the business going and the the leads and everything, you know, if you're not constantly doing marketing? And plus, you're not growing the enterprise value of the company. So, I did that. I became an expert in internet marketing. Then I got hired to do SEO. So, I got, the reason why I got into SEO is I got hired to do it. And like Richard Branson says, when you're offered the chance to do something, uh, you know, and you don't know how to do it, you say yes, and then you learn how to do it. So um, it was actually an advisor to the president of the United States of America. At the time, I was 21 years old. I'm 30 years old now. And uh, they had access to what some would refer to as, you know, unlimited capital. And so they basically hired me because... I don't know why, I guess they saw something in me. I was this young, ambitious, you know, kid at the time. And uh, I just had this thirst, like you said, for knowledge and it was very apparent I was an expert, right, <clears throat> at what I was talking about. And so uh, they allowed they gave me the budget to basically throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't. And so if I would have never had access to that much capital in the beginning, if I would have never had um you know, like, uh, them financing, even my education, you know, I wouldn't have been able to probably achieve it. I mean, I probably would have. Right. But it just would have taken more time. Uh, but, but anyway, so that's how I got like amazing at SEO. And, um, I realized that 97%, this is a staggering statistic. A lot of people don't realize 97 that's a large chunk of the pie percent of all online experiences the whole pie, 97% of everything done online begins with a search engine.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, Hey, it's funny. Wow, my, huge. My buddy,
1: Luke's actually called me right now that you met the real estate guy. We'll talk to him later though. But, but <laughs> here's the thing. so, so that means that 3% is left to other, which includes social media, you know, other types of other things. Um, so, so the thing is, and I tell people all the time, look, social media is cute and you can make millions of dollars off social media. I mean, we run and have access to one of the biggest, you know, social media agencies um, and celebrity endorsement agencies in the world. I mean, there's no one that has more celebrities or more influencers than we do because we partner with the right people. We go to all the high-end Hollywood networking parties. We meet the who's who. We, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. We figure out over time who's real, who's not. And it's just a process, you know. It's a long-term process, and it takes dedication and Networking is a whole another thing we can talk about. which yeah, will... and you're
0: you're a master at that. Well, on the SEO stuff for for those that are more novice versus expertise in this. So, if you have this budget, if you're a small entrepreneur, let's say if you own a small little restaurant, you're getting started on. Let's say you're you own a yeah. basketball team. Let's say you're a banker. What? Let's say you are whatever it might be. Everyone you believe can benefit from SEO. But what is the difference for? the the, uh, the ways you can be online obviously there's you know there's paid advertising there's cl- click yeah. you know can you give everybody like a general description of what are the differences of what people can be doing in their businesses and you said 97% if i understood you correctly so, is seo and the other 3% makes up the remaining of that so let's talk yeah, a yeah. more so, about the other so, options
1: yeah so here's the the actual statistic there's three parts to it right so The first part is 97% of all online experiences begin with a search engine, right? Like that could include YouTube, you know, which is the second largest search engine. I, uh, you know, I rank YouTube videos on the first page of YouTube as well. It's a slightly different algorithm, but still very similar. And, uh, even owned by the same company, obviously. And so, um, so yeah, so so what was that question exactly you were saying?
0: So oh, on the, so when someone's uh, trying to figure out their budget oh, for yes. SEO or paid advertising or
1: you know speaking of that yeah sorry seventy five percent the second part is seventy five percent of um, you know do not click on the ads and then seventy percent do not go beyond the first page so ninety seven percent of all online experiences begin with a search and seventy five percent of those users do not click on paid advertising and then you know. 70% do not go beyond the first page. So what that data tells us, because once again, I, I make decisions based off data. I don't make it based off assumption. I don't make it based off, like there's a reason I dedicated my life. I could have chosen anything in the world. There's a reason why 10 plus years ago, I dedicated my life to one thing only, kind of like what Gary Keller says, the one thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I just real, and once again, it, it was based off a principle from Warren Buffett, you know, which you had the pleasure of working with. And Warren Buffett said there's two steps to success. Number one is determining the ideal person that you'd like to invest in. Step two is become that person. And so that's exactly what I did. I asked myself the question, if I could become anything in the world right now, if I could have a magic genie in a lamp and and I could literally grant any desire, what is the one thing or or the one person that I'd like to become? And I looked at the data. I wanted it to be based off of data. And so, once I came across that statistic, I saw it, and I said, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dedicate my life to mastering the algorithm of all search engines, not just Google. And doing that, you know, I will be the go-to guy, um, you know, for that, and that will unlock other business opportunities for me. And because Napoleon Hill wrote an entire chapter based on specialized knowledge,
0: he did absolutely, yeah. And you and I have had a common bonding on that Think and Grow Rich." Uh, book And many, many people follow it. And I know you know it inside and out. The, and that led to you being on various stages. I know we have a slide here that uh, my engineer had on slide four or so and showed when you started jumping on uh, stages, et cetera. Um, Noah, why don't we slow uh, slide four there? This is where, where are you speaking at here, Joshua? There's some different speaking engagements that you're at here on this visual for people that aren't seeing it. Where, where are you speaking here in some of these yeah, So This is,
1: this is at Secret Knock and Prosperity Camp, which are two of the, you know, Largest business events, according to Forbes Entrepreneur Inc. 500. And um, at the same time, you know, I had the chance of the opportunity basically to open up for Edward Snowden. And, um, you know, which his main takeaway from his talk after I spoke, which basically he said that, uh, you know, the reason why most people don't speak out against corruption is due to, you know, fear of criticism. But I always say, you know, the only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Mm. So, uh, you know, people just need to, you know, voice their opinion, I think, a little bit more. But anyway, they just need to gain more confidence. But uh, but yeah, so, but no, I mean, I've spoken on stage with um, a lot of different individuals that I've been grateful to, to do so. And, you know, I've had dinner with Buzz Aldrin, and, you know, you'll see me, you know, hanging out with like everyone having dinner with Mel Gibson all the way to playing basketball with Jamie Foxx. I mean, it's really crazy how, you know, if you master one thing and you become the expert and then now we handle all these celebrity social media accounts as far as like advertising or as far as like the, uh, you know, like the influencer marketing celebrity and then that ties in with the movie business. Like the Godfather to my son is the Randy Tarot is the one that discovered Adam Sandler and produced his first movie. And um, we have some really great guys on our team like like Steven Spielberg's right hand man, Mark Fusco, which is a good friend of mine. And there's just a lot of cool stuff going on. You know, like once again, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, eventually you get a haircut. But SEO, <laughs> if, I was never, if I was never an SEO expert in the beginning, I would have never been able to have so much capital, and so much liquidity to be able to hop on private jets and fly all over the world and speak at all these events and meet all these people and do all these things, you know.
0: Yeah. Had you not mastered your craft? Well, we're going to come back and talk more about mastering your craft. We're also going to come back and talk more about influencer marketing. Uh, We're going to also talk about Joshua's One of the companies that he's in, he has many, um, RTM, um, and uh, we'll have some slides up to show you some of these processes that Joshua goes through. Because not only on his magic trick does he uh, make it look like, how the hell did he do that? He actually, in in the SEO stuff, he's got diagrams and things that to me look like magic, but then there are science as well. So let's come back and learn more from joshua erp on the magic of seo lead generation brand building your brand and building a bigger business so come back and join us we'll be right back hello and welcome back to the alchemy of business show where we are talking about wiser decisions greater profits higher purpose we also weave in spiritual intelligence into businesses. And how do you take artificial intelligence, emotional intelligence, intellect, and tie that all in to what it is you do with your life and business? And uh, Joshua Earp, who's on our as our guest today, does all of these things. So, Joshua, I want to talk about this alchemy thing. I mean, you and I, when we first met, we talked a lot about alchemy. And you have a real knowledge of the or, origin of alchemy and what it means. But you've done that in your own business. Even though your business is not called alchemy, uh, you have actually quite a few businesses you're involved in. But let's talk about your main business so that your own alchemy of your skills, your talents, your tasks, and what it is that you do under your brand and who you do that for and what are the kind of results you normally get for people. So I'm going to turn this over to you so you can tell us a little bit about your, your company and yourself on this piece.
1: Sounds great. So um, so basically, guys, uh, this is RealizeTheMarket.com, which is one of my agencies. I also have a personal um, SEO agency as well. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram directly if you're interested in that, which is also listed on the slide. And what really makes us different is everything we do is based off performance. You know, We have typically the client cover the hard costs, whatever they may be. Um, you know, because every package, everything's different, right? We don't have cookie cutter pricing. We we customize a plan that fits specifically for you and what you're trying to accomplish in your budget. And then basically we have the client cover the hard costs so that we don't go into the negative marketing someone else's business, right? Um, but once they cover the hard costs, we do everything based off performance. So for every million dollars that we generate, usually we take somewhere around you know, 100000 sometimes $50,000. It just depends on each specific case. But what, we're, what we do and what makes us different is that besides, you know, dealing with the biggest clients in the world and advising the biggest brands and people, et cetera, like Dell Computers, I've advised. You know, as you mentioned, I think, earlier in the call, I've spoke on stage with Steve Wozniak, founder of Apple, all of this. And it's really because we reverse engineer the patents of Google. You can go to patents.google.com. And and learn more there. And then once we reverse engineer the patents, we develop software or we use software that's already created to do whatever is in the patent that we need to do. And so we develop standard operating procedures based off of those patents. And then we scientifically A B split test our backlinking strategies so that we can isolate variables and see over time through testing data. What actually works to rank a site on the top of Google and what does not? Once again, throwing spaghetti at the wall analogy, right? And that's right, right. Kind of and weird. you're
0: making it not look like spaghetti once it hits the wall. You're actually turning it into magic and converting cool. it. How, how often is Google changing this data that you have to analyze? Like once you've mastered the trick and you go, oh, got this down, how then often is Google switching that up? That well, it, was, it's,
1: Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. No, I'm just curious on how how, how often they're switching up the game on you. For sure. Sorry, it was a little
1: delayed, so I started talking at the same time. Um, But yeah, so so that's a great question. Now, you know, like Thomas Edison said, he who experiments the most wins. Plain and simple, right? Uh, Thomas Edison also said, I was bound to succeed because I simply ran out of ways that did not work. You know, I mean everyone knows that whole 10,000, you know, tries light bulb, you know, Thomas Edison quote, but this is a different quote. Yeah. It means something very similar, but but this is a different quote. I heard Napoleon Hill say this. Thomas Edison said that I was bound to succeed. I was bound to succeed. Because I simply, you know, ran out of ways that didn't work, right? So, right. Um, yeah.
0: So so I mean, the essence yeah. of being tenacious, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's, there's a lot of that going on, right? To answer your question, there's a lot of that going on. But at the same time, Google can ship their algorithm any way that they want. It doesn't matter to me because you know what? The way I look at it is like a game of heads up poker. Mm. I always see their cards, but they can never see mine. So any right. algorithm update they do, all I have to do is go to the first page of Google and start reverse engineering the backlinking strategy and the optimization so I can see what changes they made? It's all out in the open.
0: It's I just see. nobody because they don't know where to look for it, like you do. Exactly. I mean, at least a common, you know, man like me oh, that exactly. I'm not an
1: expert. It's very complex. I mean, you have to understand on-page, uh, you know, and off-page optimization in terms of URLs, titles, anchor text, keyword density, internal keyword anchor text, the percentages and portfolios. There, I mean, it's a whole big thing. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of. And not only that, I want to say also that. Even though Google may, like I said, update and change their, their algorithm, it doesn't once again matter because here's, the reason. here's another reason why, on top of those reasons, it's because the fundamental elements of the Internet as we know it is always the same. Meaning that if you ask yourself the question, what is the Internet? The answer is a bunch of web documents linking to other web documents. Hmm. all the internet is and so google can update whatever they want i'll just go to the first page reverse engineer see what they did they can do that all day long That that's fine with me but the fundamental basis and principles universally of the internet foundationally itself is not going to change and if it does i'll change with it but it, i don't see it changing anytime soon and that's why we do what's called backlinking. so we we basically get high quality backlinks and do the right on-page optimization and and Google sees all these citations and all these credible sources linking to your site. Therefore, you know, with the right anchor text, it then ranks it on the first page.
0: And then on those, when you started doing that for yourself and you said you started that in your hypnosis business and your magic, your magic stuff. And then someone came after you and said, Hey, want to give you a shot. What were some of the first known brand names that were on your bio or some of the the bigger ones who went, well, I'm working for so-and-so or X. Who were some of the first people that you had as early adopters on your stuff?
1: Like, um, Really, the, as far as early adopters, it was mostly lawyers, um, because it was a lawyer that you know, as I told you, was an advisor to the president of the United States at the time. Um, and you know, here I am at 21 years old. Like it's just kind of a crazy story when you really think of it. And I came from nothing too, by the way, like zero, zip, zil, nada. You know, I came from nothing. In fact, in a very bad position. Um, but that I feel like. Once again, you know, we must experience evil in order to evolve. But after I got, you know, a bunch of lawyers as clients because they just wanted the phone to ring and, you know, with personal injury and things like that, one phone call could be millions of dollars for them, you know. So it's like it just makes sense to pay somebody, you know. And I was charging him like next to nothing, you know. So he was making You were learning.
0: You were learning it as well, but you were getting your, your chops done. So you were you were really focusing on your craft Knowing that you were doing that, knowing a, I'm yeah. assuming that you knew you would eventually be upping your price. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and did the, were, was the attorneys the one that led to the celebrity stuff? Because I know you've done oh, stuff yeah, okay. with celebrity so, brands. So, so let's talk about celebrity brands. And I want to weave that into then, we only have about five minutes left in the segment, but I want to leave that in, lead that into your SEO stuff, how you've gotten into the celebrity piece. And then a big thing we hear a lot about is influencer marketing, and you've found a way to merge SEO networking and celebrity influence marketing into, again, an art and a business. So let's kind of talk about that as we're wrapping up this, this segment, we have about four or five minutes left in this. Yeah, for sure. So, so after
1: lawyers, then I started teaching the biggest internet marketers in the world. And then I moved to Beverly Hills and, you know, many, many years ago and I started doing a lot of networking and through my unique skill set, and due to me, being able to increase the enterprise value of the companies I was working for, I was able to render my services at over a million dollars. And so then I started becoming an advisor to many companies. I mean, I've ran companies that had clients like Disney, uh, City National Bank, Television Academy. um, What else? Let's see. um, Like all these crazy big names, like I said, mentioned earlier, Dell Computers. And that's because I just, you know, Success, once again, is two other unique principles that I think are worth mentioning, which is not just determine the ideal person you'd like to invest in and become that person, but also, you know, it's about getting in the room with the right people. And then step two is doing something about it once you're there. And so I just wanted to say that really quickly and then to zone in further on your question, um, how did it, how did it, you know, really how did I get in the celebrity market? All that. just word of mouth referral, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so our team, you know, we do the advertising and things like that for the biggest celebrities in the world and the biggest content creators in the world. And so really our influencer marketing is a list of 6,000 TikTok and Instagram stars that for all the biggest followers in the world, billions and billions and billions, if not trillions of followers. And then on the other side is, um, is, uh, what else? Um, is the, just the celebrity, like the actual celebrities, right? The motion picture stars, the, um, the, uh, music stars. We have about two to 300 of those. And so we broker the deals between the big brands and the celebrities. And, and, uh, you know, then we're also an advisor to startup companies and technology companies and, um, all that stuff. So.
0: Well, and we're, for those of you that can't see it, uh, cause if you're just listening in, we're scrolling through, uh, Joshua's Instagram uh, page here, who's a who's who of the celebrity world. So who are some of the people that are popping up here, uh, Joshua, the, for those yeah. that can't, uh, just to name a, you know, three or four of these. And then I want to jump to the, the influencer marketing and then we have to sign off on this segment. But who are some of the people that they would see if they were scrolling through your Instagram that you've uh, rubbed shoulders with or that you're helping with on their brands or building their own businesses?
1: Yeah, so you'll see me having you know dinner with Mel Gibson, playing basketball with Jamie Foxx, as I mentioned, speaking on stage with Steve Wozniak, um, working with all the A-list celebrities—Snoop Dogg, Usher, um, you know, Drake and his dad—I've been on television, on big shows, things like that. Um, Universal Studios, also or Universal Pictures—I would teach the producers there and like the chairman of NBC's um, at the time. He's not—he's no longer working there, but the chairman of
0: NBC's team.
1: I was helping advise them and handling their marketing campaigns. You know, in uni- NBC Universal, that's a big company.
0: Yeah, it's so. huge. That's massive. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure.
1: So it's just the result of true alchemy within the mind. You know, true alchemy is not the transmutation of base metals into gold. True alchemy is the transmutation of a human into a divine soul, a human soul into a divine soul.
0: And wow. I love that. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that, that is the essence of, I think, what all of our souls are yearning for and and some don't know it and some are aware of it. But that's kind of that yearning that's always pulling us when we're being pulled towards stuff that we feel we have this calling or something's missing or it's because the universe is pulling us into what you just said. So can you repeat that again? Because that's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted
1: to add to it. There's a book you guys need to check out called The Theatrum Chemicum Britannicum. And say, that,
0: the, say it one more time. Those are big words, so say it one more time. The <laughs> yeah, Astrum,
1: Chemicum Britannicum, and it's It's Sir Isaac Newton's um, you know, alchemy Bible that has real recipes of how to do real alchemy. In fact, it was said that Sir Isaac Newton died from mercury poisoning, which mm-hmm. mercury is the only thing that can purify gold. Just like why they call, you know, in the book, The Three Initiates, they call him Hermes. The hermeticism, right? One of the universal principles. They call him Hermes Mercurius Trismegistus because Mercury is the only thing that can purify gold. And hermeticism is they say one of the few, if not only, spiritual practices that can that can purify the human soul, the same way Mercury would purify gold uh, through divinity, right?
0: Well, I, I love that. And your comment about transmutation of a human into a divine oh, alchemy—that's yeah, yeah, yeah. so powerful. Well, I want to come back and spend the whole last segment on spirituality in business and how that is a, a common theme in your life. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you're only 30 years old, but it, at in your late teens, 20s, 30s, you have been a spiritual activist in your own right of your own mind and then also sharing with others because you're so educated on uh, the, the nuances of religion and spirituality and alchemy and stuff. So I want to come back and talk with you more about transmission. I want to talk to you about human souls. I want to talk to you about your own definite spirituality. And you now have a son that you are so proud of, and you have a little, a little guy I want to talk about. And I'm wondering if that's even heightened your uh, desire for uh, understanding spirituality and passing it on. And through your, 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 you have another legacy now that you didn't have a year ago. So uh, everyone, hopefully you'll stay tuned in and listen with Joshua Earp here about his intelligence his spiritual intelligence, and his business intelligence that are all just magically his own wonderful alchemy. Stay tuned here on the Alchemy of Business, and we will be right back. And welcome back to the Alchemy of Business. We are digging deep here with my guest, Mr. Joshua Erb, talking about spirituality, talking about business, talking about seo talking about the internet and what's fascinating about the internet of the the magic that joshua does in that it's not unlike the power of the universe that we're going to jump in and talking about spirituality in the universe and uh to me the internet is kind of a very remedial uh process that the higher consciousness of the universe does all the time every day uh without blinking of how things just work mother nature the tides coming in and out the moon the sun and the stars all going on their patterns so the that's been way around before the internet or the metaverse coming before us. So, Joshua, I'm going to wrap our segment talking about that. But before we do that, let's start out with a little fun here. You, you have such a fun Instagram page. We went ahead and we have a little game that we do, uh, and it's called Instantly Interesting Instagram. So what we've done is we went and pulled, uh, there's only three steps to this. So basically, the way it works is that we went in and we took a quick, uh, a quick look and a dive on your photos on Instagram feed. Number two, we're going to pull them up, and there are some interesting ones without context. And then we're going to have you real quick and fire around, uh, just kind of tell us real quickly each one, tell us more about what was happening in this photo and who the person is uh, that's in that photo. So I won't steal the thunder. I'll let you do those. So we'll just go those pretty quickly, and then uh, we will roll into that. So it is time for instantly interesting Instagram. So here we go. So... Joshua, who is this dude here with these cool sunglasses on and the bling going on? Yeah, I know. It's like, who
1: wears their sunglasses indoors, you know? <laughs> they, they say the sun never sets on a badass, right?
0: Um, <laughs> this no, guy's that definitely is, a badass. So who are you with in this picture? That guy is, uh,
1: you know, a, a real spiritual gangster. You know, his name's Mr. Snoop Dogg, and, uh, or, you know, Doggy Dog, however you want to say it, depending on how well you know him, right? But, uh, you know, very, very nice guy. Very humble, very, you know, low-key type of guy, you know, in person. And uh, I had originally first met Snoop uh, whenever I was uh, working with Drake's father, which is this amazing gentleman named Dennis Graham, another great guy. And, uh, you know, because I used to work with, um, you know, Drake's manager, which is Future of the Prince, just on a few shows here and there. You know, we'd have Dennis come and perform and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. nothing major.
0: Uh, but, uh, Snoop, Snoop was just uh, in the Super Bowl. So he's uh, no small potatoes. I mean, when you get I to play at the Super Bowl, you know, you kind sure. of got, he's gotten to the top of his craft. I mean, I saw him, <clears throat> excuse me, on something he was on. He was doing, and I did not realize the wealth he had created and the ma- other businesses that he has dovetailed into besides his rap music. He's a, he really is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I'm assuming he probably has wanted to learn how SEO works and how to get more of his own brand out in the world. I would, I yeah. would. Assume. Yeah, exactly,
1: and um, you know, I, you know, I'm good friends with their manager, his managers, and stuff. But um, but the thing is, it's like this specific photo because you know, there's many different photos with Snoop on different occasions. This specific one was at a charity event that we did because we're very involved in you know giving back, and and a lot of the charities, ninety plus percent of them are even though they claim to be giving back, they're really not. So um, so this is where I want to you know mention one of my buddies. Charities that I know is legitimate that I've invested. Yeah,
0: please we'll put it in the show notes. What is it?
1: Watering seeds. And the money goes where it's really supposed to go. The guy is a great hearted guy. His name is Grady Mazzola. And wateringseeds.org, I think, might be his uh, you know, the URL. And it just helps veterans and it helps, you know, disabled individuals. And I've seen it firsthand. I mean, I see this guy spending with his own money, you know, paying for hotel bills for disabled. You know, individuals and like it's just something that really warmed my heart. I've never seen anything, you know, in person like that, like a real, true individual. So I just had to be a part of it. Um, but anyway, so this is a different charity event though that I, am you know, ran into in that. But uh, but yeah, really cool stuff. Well, we'll
0: make sure we get the the watering seeds in the show notes for anyone would like to learn more about it. Sounds like an awesome cause. Thanks for sharing that. What do we have next there, Noel? On what's their next photo? Here's another uh, cool-looking dude here, uh, does not have his sunglasses on inside, but I know this is quite the celebrity. So who are you with in this picture, Joshua? Yeah, so this
1: is King Bat, and he's a, what you would call a social media influencer. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, we have, really, I would I would argue one of the biggest, not just influencer, you know, uh, marketing agencies, but also a celebrity endorsement agency. I think I've already said that earlier, but but this is the reason why, you know, I, I mingle with a lot of these guys is because of the fact that it's so lucrative to connect brands that need exposure and need more of a user base. Mm-hmm. So you can really generate a lot of liquidity very fast and all you have to do is connect the dots. Awesome. And they do the work. They already have a pre-built audience.
0: What is it now that's considered quote an influencer? Is there a, a, is it on Instagram or YouTube a certain amount of views, a certain amount of followers? When would someone realize that another brand would say, "Hey, we want to tag onto them because they quote have become an influencer"? Is it is it categorized yeah. by followers, or how do you how does that get determined? If you are a influencer, yeah, I mean it's really
1: anybody who's in a position of influence, right? But Um, That's why I like this book right here, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Great book, right? I never even read the book um, because I don't need to, but I did read the table of contents, which is something Ty Lopez talks about. And basically your brain, through what's called counterfactual simulation, will reverse engineer the steps and and will basically give you the concepts, right? Um, But anyway, so (laughs) I just wanted to point that out because everyone always tells me, Josh, you've got to read all these books. Like it's got to be crazy, you know, to read all these books. And to be honest with you, I don't really read them much. I mean, here's another one right here that, uh, you know, this one is called The uh, Influence, right? About yes. Robert um, Cialdini. I've never read this book either. You know, it was actually Jim Rohn that said, uh, but I like to keep the books around me, right? Mm-hmm. They say... Rich men have large libraries, you know, poor men have large TVs.
0: Well, you retain such such data. So it's, I mean, do you have some kind of do you have like a (laughs) photographic memory in any any way? Exactly,
1: I have a photographic memory and a lot of it comes from the internet, videos and things like that. Yeah,
0: because you retain data like above and beyond most human beings. I mean, I know when you absorb data, you retain it and you know how to use it in appropriate settings and formats. So I'm always fascinated by that. Let's jump back to this next guy on this slide. that we have this this gentleman here who I'm sure people have heard of if they're in the marketing social media space. I met this guy actually many, many years ago uh, before he was at the level he is now when he was doing his wine blogs. But who are you are with this picture there, uh, Joshua? Yeah, so this is when I was speaking on
1: stage with Gary Vaynerchuk along with um, Steve Wozniak. As I mentioned earlier, it was the same event. And um, he's a real nice guy, you know. On his social media, sometimes he can be taken different ways by different people. Um, but in person, from my experience, he was you know, a really nice, humble guy.
0: Yeah, I've heard that from many people. I've met him a long time, Rich, very, very briefly. But I've seen a lot of people that have interacted with him, and they're always surprised at how warm and charming uh, he is in person because Gary V, as he's known, can be really abrupt on social media and loves to use oh, yeah. the F-bomb and throw it around, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, literally, when I started – <clears throat> following him in the early days, he his father owned liquor stores and he wanted to be able to figure out how to get his dad's liquor store to scale and grow. And he started doing wine blogging back when people were talking about how you should have a blog, which in, in its own way I know has a lot of SEO stuff around having ability to pull SEO content from blogs. But he went on to do that in other ways, and he's now created a massive agency marketing agency and he's uh, done a phenomenal job yeah. of becoming his own influencing brand and lo- using marketing. So let's jump to one. I think we've got one more slide here and then we're going to jump to some uh, conversation about spir- spirituality. The, who, who is this in the cool uh, cowboy hat with stars on it? Yeah, that was actually a gift
1: that myself and my crypto business partner um, gave him. And so that's Brock Pierce. Uh, he just ran against Donald Trump and Joe Biden for president of the United States of America. Um, which, you know, ties in also with his bloodline, uh, very interesting, cool, you know, great hearted person as well. Um, he's the co-founder of many billion dollar companies such as Tether, EOS, um, you know, multi, 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 multi multi-billion dollar companies, um, like hundreds of billions, you know, and multiple of them. Right. And, um, he's the chairman of the, uh, Bitcoin foundation. He's, uh. You know, he's a very, very interesting guy. He flew us out on, you know, his private jet to go list with all the top TikTok influencers and guys that are friends with, like, the co-founders of Netflix and all this stuff. And he flew us all out. You know, that jet fuel isn't cheap. And, uh, you know, to attend one of his speeches whenever he was doing his presidential campaign, which my other friends are, are his uh, presidential advisors, kind of like what I talked about earlier, is, um, you know, when I got involved in SEO, I was working with the advisors to the president. And it was just really weird stuff because <clears throat> I was so young and I just, I didn't have any experience in that world, but I was very well-read, right. especially in those topics. And like David Geffen, the highest paid man in entertainment, said that politics and show business are exactly the same things. They're even broadcasted on the same channels.
0: Yeah. Like the only <laughs> truth exactly. so in that, yeah. there's truth in that.
1: that. The only difference, and this is the highest paid man in entertainment saying it's not me, the only difference between politics and show business is that in show business, they pay you more because Mm. you're...
0: That's powerful. And that's so true. Well, let, let's jump off of that. Thank you for uh, entertaining us here on the instantly interesting Instagram spot. We're, we've only got about uh, two and a half or so minutes left, but I want to uh, not waste that time of not talking to you about some spirituality stuff. So you are a very spiritual guy. I mentioned that you are, uh, congratulations on a brand new baby boy. Uh, it's His name is Wyatt, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention
1: I'm related to Wyatt. Yes.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> So your your boy is now how old? Six months old.
1: Uh, he's nine months old.
0: Nine yeah. months old now. Wow, it's going fast. Well, when you have a, a another uh, being that you bring into the planet, uh, and now your your uh, your quest and thirst for your own spiritual stuff, and we we've, we've talked about spirituality, some of the stuff through this segment and little in breadcrumbs. But what is your own definition of spirituality? Uh, how right. do you define it, and how do you define it for yourself? And I'm um, curious about how you're going to be incorporating that in with raising your son. Yeah. So um,
1: so I didn't let religion, right, which comes from the Latin root legare, which means union. Same thing with yoga. That's Sanskrit for the word you, which also means union. Um, I didn't let religion interfere with my spirituality. Mm. I also dropped out of high school when I was, uh, you know, seventeen. Dropped out of high school. Um, and uh, because I didn't want to let schooling interfere with my education. Hmm. All about letting nothing interfere, right? And so, so the thing is, is the word, what is my definition of spirituality? Well, I would yeah. just first begin by analyzing what the definition of spirituality is. And so the word inspiration comes from the word in spirit. The word spirit comes from the word spire, which means to breathe so what's interesting is the spirit is the breath the breath is the spirit the moment we stop breathing that is the moment our spirit leaves our body and now what's interesting is the word conspire or conspiracy literally by definition means to come together and to breathe so um that's why i think it's funny when people throw around the word conspiracy theorist um Mm created by, you know, the CIA after the JFK assassination, so that they could, you know, just label people that ask basic questions. Um, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. But anyway, so, you know, history is, you know, kind of crazy stuff. That's it,
0: it, very true. His yeah. story.
1: But here's the thing, though, Steve. So, so, so that's the word spirit, right? And then that's why they call it the respiratory system. Because it has the word spire within the word respiratory system. And and ironically enough, dimethyltryptamine, which I was just talking to Joe Rogan about this not too long ago, is because uh, he was really big into DMT and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dimethyltryptamine is two trivial enzymatic steps from tryptophan produced in the pineal gland, which is where you get the pine cone, you know, the statues of the pine cone um, out in front of the Vatican. Or you'll get, you know, Buddha with the pine cone hair, symbolic of the Pineal gland, which is our third eye, because it literally has a retina right
0: here. Coordinate. Yeah, for sure.
1: It has a retina, cornea, in a lens. If I ask you to close your eyes and think about a blue car, you would be able to see the blue car. Well, how can you see something if both your eyes are closed? The answer is the third eye. Mm, so so the dimethyltryptamine, which is two trivial enzymatic steps from tryptophan, that's it's a neurotransmitter produced in the brain that has a tryptamine nucleus, right? is classified as an entheogen or a psychoactive drug, they would say, but it's a natural occurring compound and alkaloid, right? So so the crazy thing is your own body produces this stuff. And, um, and so, like I said, it has a tryptamine nucleus, which is very important to understand because it's classified as an entheogen. That's the classification of psychedelic it is, an entheogen, which is, comes from the word entheos, it's like the word enthusiasm, right? It comes mm-hmm. from, they all come from the word "enthios," which means of God or whatever that universal energy is. You'd like to call mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and so, so what's interesting is, um, you know, also Napoleon Hill wrote an entire chapter once he, added, he did, yes, um, on enthusiasm. He said it's much better to be enthused than it is excited, because one is ex- external, one is internal.
0: Yes, that's so the true. Yeah. Thing,
1: the is internal. Ex- Uh, uh, what is it? Excitement is external, just like esoteric means inner, Uh, you know, and uh, exoteric means outer, right? And so it's very, very interesting stuff. And so
0: it's really fascinating. Well, it it sounds to me just like you've deconstructed and then construct the internet on your SEO stuff. Sounds like you've done that the same in your spiritual understanding for yourself of, of deconstructing, constructing, and then pulling it back into how it all matches up.
1: Yeah, and then but the most DMT, check this out, Steve, produced in our bodies, not just in the pineal gland. The most DMT is produced in our lungs during conscious breathing, and so um, so literally that's why they call it the spirit molecule. And so it's very interesting because once we rewrote neuroscience with the founder of the God particle, um, we found out that there was a microsaccadic eye movement by studying microsaccadic eye movement. And the corollary discharge between central pattern generators, CPGs in the brain, and studying the information processing between the eyes and the brain, we found that there was a couple millisecond delay between the processing of the transference of the information between the eyes and the brain, the corollary discharge, they say, by studying the microsaccadic eye movement, right? And so what we've been able to find out is that it's not, it's the, the excitation before the inhibition. So what that means is that it's not our eyes. This is a scientific breakthrough. It's not our eyes that see what's around us and then broadcast the message to our brain. It's actually our brain that begins with the image first, and then our eyes broadcast outwards what's already inside of us. And the reason why I thought this was extremely fascinating um, is because if you study the ancient hermetic principles and universal laws, you'll find out that there's a saying, which is as above, so below, as within, so without. And so that's where you get the word intuition, learning from within. It's enthusiasm. It's, you know, being enthused.
0: Well, I love, I love all that. I wish we weren't out of time, but we are out of time. So as we wrap up here with just a closing question, now that you have your son and you have all this knowledge about spirituality, humanity, society, Uh, business uh, stuff, what is it that you're envisioning as a father that you hope and plan to help contribute in creating the world that you would like your son to live in? I know that's a big question, but for Wyatt, what is it that you're wanting the most for Wyatt in his life ahead uh, now that you know what you know? Well, the primary role
1: of the parent is two things. You're supposed to give the child love and you're supposed to give the child confidence. And as long as you've, no matter what, no matter what happens in life, as long as you've given your child love and you've given that child confidence, you have fulfilled what is known as your primary role as a parent. And so, I would have to say that is my primary role as a parent. And I would have to say that, in addition to that, I'm going to teach him everything that I know, and I'm going to teach him magic and mentalism and how to play guitar. And um, all the crazy stuff, you know, that I do and know and and practice, search engine optimization, um, how to produce movies, how to, you know, do all that stuff. So I'm very excited to teach him the new skills. And, um, you know, I started when I was eight years old. um, He's already trying to learn SEO, and he's only little over 800 <laughs>
0: yeah you know, like, sit on my lap
1: while i'm doing seo uh, he's
0: already he's already <laughs> trying to knock you off the keyboard hey dad yeah, slide yeah. over let me in yeah, there let me show you how it's done right <laughs> yeah so that's really
1: what i would say and that's the advice i would give to other parents And and just realize that even if you've had a rocky relationship with some of your children it's never too late and it's always right the time is always right to do what's
0: right yeah, the time is always right to do what's right. Well, let's end on that note. Well, Wyatt's got one uh, good life ahead of him with a dad like you, and I'm sure you and you and mom together with him will be creating a lot of love, a lot of confidence, and The the theme here of uh, alchemy is really creating a life of that, a life of significance. I love the life of love and a a life of confidence and creating all of your talents and gifts to be able to move forward and be a servant leader in the world and to serve others with your highest gifts. So we obviously have Mr. Joshua Earp who does that at a very high level at a very young age. So thank you, Joshua, for sharing your wisdom, your your heart, your passion, and your soul with us today. Uh, I know that the uh, listeners and viewers will have gotten a lot out of this segment, so we'll make sure all of these items are in show notes so you can link back and find more about uh, Joshua on his website, his Instagram they will be in the show notes. And uh, Joshua, again, thanks for being on any closing uh, thoughts here before we wrap up.
1: I would just say, yeah, that like what I said earlier backstage, which is that we are the creative expression of the universe experiencing itself. That's why karma exists because like Dr. Wayne Dyer says, when we harm one individual, we're not just harming one individual, we're harming all individuals. We're harming the generic individual, right? And so so I just wanna let people know that, you know, if our worst nightmares can come true, then so can our wildest dreams.
0: Absolutely, love that. Well, inviting more good in, more God in, more greatness in. Uh, We can all do more of that. So thank you for those wise words, Joshua. And thank you again, listeners or viewers, for listening to The Alchemy of Business. We will be back next time and we will be talking more about wiser decisions, greater profits, and higher purpose. Thanks for listening in. And that concludes this episode of The Alchemy of Business with your host, Steve Rogers. If you found value in today's broadcast, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing with friends, and leaving a review thank you so much and we'll see you next thursday for another episode be blessed and see you soon